The scripture reading today is from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 11 and chapter 18. Jesus said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. The word of the Lord. Take a moment now for silent reflection. Please pray with me. Lord, we come here today from many backgrounds and we hold a variety of perspectives. We ask you to open our hearts and minds that we will hear what you want to say to us today. In your name I pray, amen. Today we have a twofer, a buy one, get one. We have two parables with a similar theme and they're both about prayer. At face value, these parables seem to be about our needs, even our need for justice at times, but ultimately, both of these parables are encouraging us to persist in prayer. The first parable is told right after Jesus gives the disciples the Lord's Prayer. Then he follows the parable by saying, so I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. He is encouraging them to keep on praying. The Luke 18 text tells us that the point of the parable was so that they would be persistent in prayer. Jesus wants them and us to bring our everyday needs to God. And today I'm going to look at three reasons that I see in these texts to regularly pray. We pray because God loves us. And we pray because prayer nurtures that relationship and because we receive guidance from the Holy Spirit in prayer. First, we pray because God loves us. We see God's love displayed throughout the interactions Jesus had 
with people. We see the love of Jesus throughout all of the Gospels. Jesus associated with common people. He healed and restored outcasts. And when he was on the cross, he even forgave his tormentors. Jesus came here to liberate us from our brokenness and to bring, him into his, bring us into his family. And then just so we don't miss the point, Jesus is constantly telling parables about God's love. And these parables are just two examples. Each of these parables have a person who has the power to help, but who are completely apathetic to the need. And yet with persistent requests, they do end up uh, eventually helping. Now these aren't allegories, these are contrasts. God isn't an evil judge or an apathetic friend. Jesus is contrasting these extreme characters against the goodness of God. And even these unlikely people did the right thing. How much more will God respond to your requests? We see this implication in the text that, that follows the, the parables. Jesus is helping them understand how much God loves them. And I, th I think it's worth asking, why did Jesus have to paint a picture in the form of parables to get the point across that God loves them? Why isn't it just enough to hear the words, God loves you? Why is it so hard to believe? Why is it so hard to remember that God loves us? I don't know why, but it can be very difficult. It can be a very difficult truth to believe. God loves you, and that is probably going to be the most important thing I say all day today. But even as I say God loves you, I think that there are some out here who are probably thinking that it just doesn't apply to them. And I think it, there's a few reasons why it's hard to believe that God loves us. First, there may be people in your life who have told you otherwise. Maybe they don't understand God's love themselves. Hurt people do hurt people. Some people try to withhold God's love uh, so that you'll conform to their list of rules. They use the doling out of God's love as a way to manipulate or control. Sometimes nobody has explicitly told us that, that God's love is conditional, but we project the brokenness of the authority figures in our lives onto God and the ways in which their love fell short will naturally be a hurdle when we're trying to understand God's love. And then there's shame, and that's a huge topic, and I don't really have time to deep dive into shame today, but we all experience shame for a variety of reasons, and that shame influences how we believe God feels about us. So there is a lot to work through if we're going to recognize God's love for us. And I believe that this is why God's love is such a, a constant theme with Jesus. When we spend time with God in prayer, we are exposed to that love. And that exposure helps us grow in our belief. When we really believe that we're loved by God, we will want to spend more time with God. Which brings me to my next point. Prayer nurtures that relationship. When we pray, we are developing our relationship with God. And as our relationship grows, we grow. We are transformed. We are nurtured. We are sustained. Luke 11 starts out with Jesus returning from one of his prayer times. Jesus spent a lot of time praying 
And this alone speaks to the value of consistent prayer time. When Jesus was done praying, one of his disciples asked him to teach them how to pray. And Jesus teaches them the Lord's Prayer. And then he tells the parable of the friend asking for bread in the middle of the night. Now, can I just press pause here and say that this is a really awkward parable in my mind? I mean, who's really in the wrong here? I mean, this, this man comes to, receives a traveler in the middle of the night and goes to his friend's house in the middle of the night and asks for three loaves of bread. I don't even think I have three loaves of bread in my fridge right now. I mean, really? If I were to go to pick up a friend from SFO in the middle of the night, can then we swing by your house for dinner? Anyone? Hands? <laughs> I mean, we really have to pull this one apart because they weren't living in 21st century America. The traveling friend arrived in the middle of the night and they didn't have an in-flight meal. They didn't walk through an airport that had restaurants and markets. And there were no watches or cell phones. So travelers might show up in the middle of the night and the friend wouldn't have had advance warning. The traveler would be tired and hungry and in that society it would be very inhospitable to not feed a guest right when they arrived. And the disciples would have understood that and that, that this could happen. And to them, the man who had bread and was unwilling to help, that person would have been the one in the wrong. And yet with persistence, even he helped out. Right after this parable, Jesus says, so I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you. The disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. But Jesus isn't just going to teach them to the words. Jesus isn't going to just give them another religious practice. He wants them to know how they will be heard. He wants them to understand the relationship that they're building. Prayer nurtures us. We need prayer like my garden needs water. I have a small garden. I live in a condo, so it's really small. It's like five feet by 10 feet. And uh, it used to be back when we first started the garden about 10 years ago, we'd water it a lot in the morning because we're like leaving to go to work all day and we're in the East Bay, so it gets really hot. So we'd water it a lot so that it would have enough water in the middle of the day. It, you know, but sometimes it wouldn't get hot. So then the water's just pooling there and not burning off. And other times the garden wasn't getting enough water. So a few years ago, we installed a drip watering system with tubes going out to the different plants. Some of the bigger plants get two tubes and they all get watered a couple times a day, just the right amount that they need. And now the vegetables are thriving, and prayer is like that. Sometimes we pray a lot only when we're feeling a, a big need, but we really need more consistency. Honestly, it can be hard to make time for prayer because we can't always see how prayer helps or even what it's doing, especially if we feel distracted or if our prayers feel repetitive, but we need it. Spending time with God nurtures our soul and we will dry up without it. Jesus teaches them how to pray. In these parables, the characters are making requests. Part of prayer is asking for God for things that we need, but it's more than that. And we see that in the Lord's Prayer and we're gonna be saying the Lord's Prayer later in the service. And there's a lot going on in the, in the Lord's Prayer. There's worship, there are requests, there's confession, guidance, and protection. And when we pray, we're developing a whole relationship. And as our relationship grows, we grow. 
We are transformed, we are nurtured and sustained. And just as in any relationship, building this relationship takes time. There are no shortcuts to growth. And thirdly, when we pray, the Holy Spirit guides us. One of the things that happens when we pray is we develop our ability to listen. Talking to God is a necessary part of prayer, but in all honesty, it's the easy part. I've lost my place. Listening. There it is. <laughs> Listening. Allowing ourselves to be still and silent. Clearing our own expectations. Setting aside our desires and listening. We listen for God's response, however we perceive that. And listening takes time. Some types of prayer have listening built into it. Some of you show up each week to our, our um, centering prayer service on Thursday mornings, and stillness and listening are key parts of that kind of prayer. And there's also listening in Lectio Divina, which is when we, we let God speak to us through the, the scriptures. And we can also just make room in our own private prayers for listening. And when we pray consistently, we are making space to listen. We listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit and her guidance or her comfort and peace. There's no preset response I can give you because you're building a relationship. As you sharpen your ability to listen, you may hear the, the way in which you will be the solution. You might be part of the solution for somebody else's prayers because we are part of the same community of believers. I believe God involves us in each other's lives to build our sense of community, to build our realization that we are spiritually connected. When one of us has a need, we all have a need, whether we realize it or not. When one of us is experiencing injustice, it should affect us all. In the first parable, the man needs to feed a traveling friend, and he takes this on as his responsibility he doesn't send the visitor to another house that has bread. He goes to the other house to bring back bread to the friend. And as we allow our prayer life to transform us, and as we learn how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, we will not only receive guidance for ourselves, we may be prompted to serve others. Jesus modeled this. The early church modeled this. And serving others in love is part of the Christian faith. And don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that Christians are the only ones that love and serve others. I've worked with a lot of people from a variety of faiths and those who don't claim a faith who, who help out because they care about other people. But what I am saying is that to be a Christian is to be a part of an interconnected community, a community where the needs and hurts of one affect us all. I believe that God often meets our needs through others and wants to help meet others' needs through us. So when you pray, maybe ask a couple of questions. How can I walk alongside somebody today? Or how can I let someone else walk alongside me? That one might be the harder question. Or maybe you are asking God for someone to walk alongside you in a difficult time and nobody is there. We are imperfect. And we don't always do this well. Or worse yet, maybe somebody was there and they took advantage of you in your weakness. And that's not how it should be.
but that's how it is sometimes. The ideals of community don't always work, but we do always have God. We can take even these hurts to God, even these betrayals to God in prayer. We see that throughout the Psalms. We can pray about everything that's on our mind. God wants to hear it all. Author Madeline Langle writes, I will have nothing to do with a God who cares only occasionally. I need a God who is with us always, everywhere, in the deepest depths, as well as the highest heights. It is when things go wrong, when good things do not happen, when our prayers seem to have been lost, that God is most present. Maybe you're here and you're thinking, yes, I love my prayer time. I look forward to it. Or maybe you're here and you haven't prayed in a very long time because there are just so many disappointments attached to prayer. Most of us are probably somewhere in the middle of those two, but I don't want this message to make you feel like you're not doing prayer right. Let it be an encouragement to continue to meet with God. Whether you sense God's presence or not, whether your requests seem repetitive or not, let your focus be on the prayer time, not the outcomes. Regular prayer will nurture your relationship with God. Jesus encourages us to pray and not lose hope. God is not apathetic about your situation. And I'll say it again, God loves you. Please pray with me. Loving God, help us to know how much you want to spend time with us. Convince us that with you we find acceptance and love. Bring this back to our thoughts as we go through our week. In your name I pray, amen.